0: Welcome to
1: All For One Stories.
0: The story you will be listening to is The Nightmare of Prince Pretzelski by Kelsey McIntyre.
2: It had been nearly two weeks since the dragon had appeared, glittering gold and black against the blackish-red clouds and trailing smoke across the peaks of Prince Pretzelski's palace, Naturally, Prince Pretzelski had noticed the dragon. He woke up from a dream that the palace was on fire and his slippers were missing, only to find that the smell of smoke was quite real. A thin swirl of it, glowing yellow from the city lights, had blown into his open bedroom window. He sucked in a breath out of surprise, paused, and heard the unmistakable noise of the dragon overhead, creaking and straining like a ship's mast. "'Oh, yikes!' the prince whispered to himself. "'The
3: last thing I want to do is fight a dragon. "'Maybe it's not that big a deal. "'Maybe we can just ignore it, and it will go away on its own.'"
2: So next morning, he ordered coffee, bought several extra pairs of slippers, wrote a request for a fire escape to be installed outside his window, and said nothing whatsoever about the dragon that had come in the night. This alarmed his attendants, who had spent the latter half of the night sharpening and polishing various weapons. But what could they do? Around three o'clock in the afternoon, the head attendant, an old friend of the royal family with a flourishing mustache, managed to ask the prince,
1: Will you be needing your spear today, sir?
2: Prince Pretzelski assumed a half-offended, half-puzzled expression.
3: No, certainly not. I see no reason to pick a fight, especially with you-know-what kind of creatures.
2: In this way, twelve nights and twelve days passed.
0: One of these days, that dragon will get really bored. and set fire to us all.
2: An attendant complained one evening in the servant's common room. Yes, if only the prince would make use of his spear before it's too late. Another attendant agreed.
1: Perhaps there is a way.
2: The head attendant said, patting the ends of his mustache with both hands.
1: Perhaps we can show the prince that he must face the dragon in a dream.
2: For several seconds no one moved and everyone thought. The common room was as quiet as a Persian rug. But how can we make him dream what we want him to dream? One attendant finally asked as she resumed laying oranges and grapes into a basket.
1: It is all very simple. We set up the dream, and then ever so carefully we wake the prince. He thinks he is asleep. We say what we need him to hear. He wakes up again in the morning, and there we go. The dragon is as good as dead. I say we try it.
2: The complaining attendant, a burly fellow who usually carried wine kegs, announced, And so it was settled. When the sky had cooled and the moon glimmered like a melon rind, the head attendant and his two companions, the basket filler and keg carrier, stole into the prince's bedroom and took their positions. At last, all was ready and the head attendant drew a feather from his pocket and twirled it across the prince's face.
3: Mm. Who's that?
2: Prince Pretzelski said, rolling and not opening his eyes. The keg carrier began whistling, and the basket filler began humming, both scraping the tip of the prince's spear to sharpen it. At these unexpected sounds, the prince did open his eyes he saw his head attendant grinning and gesturing towards the spear maintenance as if it were a magic show, which immediately struck him as odd behavior. Then, of course, it occurred to him that his servants should not be sharpening a tool such as a spear over his clean bedroom floorboards in the first place. Just as he was about to demand what was going on, the head attendant shouted,
1: You don't want to be late for the dragon's invitations, do you, sir? We thought a spear might be an order, since a tea party can easily become a duel when dragons are involved.
3: A tea party? But I don't drink tea, I drink coffee.
1: How could I be going to a tea party with a dragon? Exactly what you should tell the dragon when you get there. Oh, look! How wonderful! A rat! A perfect opportunity to test your slaying skills.
2: A rat? Prince Pretzelski yelped, flying to his feet and ready to leap for the chandelier if necessary.
1: Oh, don't worry, sir. You have cheese, remember? Here it is.
2: Prince Pretzelski, still shaking, found a lump of waxy cheese between his fingers. He eyed the corner and could, in fact, make out a small, blacker-than-shadow, scrabbling, rat-shaped shape. Oh, no! What should I do? What should I do? It's coming for me! The prince shrieked and grabbed the front of the head attendant's dressing gown with his non-greasy hand. Before anyone could answer, he flung the piece of cheese out the bedroom window and buried his face in the curtain.
1: Run, Fetch! Is it running? Use... Your other cheese, sir, to lure it into the open, where you can trap it with this colander.
2: And the head attendant tucked another cheese lump into the prince's hand and held out a colander from the kitchen. The prince groaned, but tiptoed toward the middle of the room where the two spear sharpeners were now standing watch over the rat, a pillow in each of their fists. Prince Pretzelski quavered and rolled the cheese back and forth with his thumb and forefinger.
3: Here, rat, here, ratty, don't charge, just that's right, creep over here and take the treat.
2: The rat obeyed, and, as soon as his paw touched the morsel, the prince tossed the colander, which clanged against the ground and almost bounced under the bed. To keep it in place, the two attendants clamped their pillows on top of it, and then sat on the whole heap for good measure. <laughs> Wondrous
1: and magnificent! But now you must go to bed so that you'll be well rested when you meet the dragon tomorrow. It will be terrified when it sees you coming. It should be, nasty
3: rat.
2: As softly as they could, the basket filler, keg carrier, and mustache wearer picked up their props and slipped out of the room. The prince... Exhausted from his stressful encounter with the rodent, was already two-thirds of the way back to sleep. The next morning, when the head attendant brought in the usual coffee, he was delighted to see that the prince was already dressed and bustling about.
3: Ah, thank you. You know, I had the strangest dream last night. You were in it, and it turns out I'm going to fight the dragon after all. Why, sir, that's fantastic. Shall I prepare your spear, then? No, no, there's no need for a spear. I will need you to procure several wheels of cheese, preferably cheddar and a large cage resembling, uh, the things cooks use to drain spaghetti. Colanders, sir? Yes, a cage that resembles one of those. I will go out to meet the dragon as soon as you get back. Oh, and after this dragon business is over, we need to see about ordering some mouse traps.
0: That was The Nightmare of Prince Pretzelski by Kelsey McIntyre Directed by Gretelyn Darkey The cast in order of appearance Carolyn Jers as the narrator Peter Jers as the prince Dennis Jers as the head attendant Chris Rybold as the male attendant Lee anne Jers as the female attendant Our audio technicians... Were Thomas Sparidchak and Joseph Parrish. Thank you for listening to All, All for One, One Stories. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor granted under a copyright license agreement. This story first appeared in Gilbert Magazine, a publication of the American Chesterton Society, a production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.